Welcome to the SWO Files. I'm Abby. I'm Levi. And this is a podcast where we get to know our colleagues. We're profiling a new SWOMI each and every episode. And this week on the SWO Files, we're getting to know... Serena Gonsalves-Bash, and I am the global head of the Software One Academy. She's a world traveler. She's launching the Software One Academy. And she's a self-proclaimed nerd, but who's cool enough to know about Guns N' Roses. All that and more, including her coffee preference, on the latest episode of The Soul Files. Hi, Levi. Hey, Abby. How goes it? Oh, it's going good. Um, I'm very jealous because I was notified by uh, a previous employee of ours at Software One that you got to hang out and see each other, and I haven't seen you in since 2019. (laughs) I know. Immediately after we recorded this podcast with Serena, I met up with our mutual friend, previous coworker, hopefully future coworker as well. Um, (laughs) We won't say who it is, but (laughs) we uh, met and I was just like gushing because I was like, did you know Software One has this academy that's going to hire 5,000 people by the end of 2022? I was like, what? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really incredible. So um, we've been hearing a lot internally and now externally about the Academy. Um, and so we got to sit down with Serena and she was able to kind of dive into where we're at today and where it's, where it's going to be in the future and kind of her vision around it. And it was really interesting because the program really ties into a lot of her core focus in research that she's done throughout her career about the future of education and business um, the future of L&D and high tech and high growth companies such as Software One. So it was interesting to hear about um, her background and how she's applying it to launch the, this this new program. Yeah, it was kind of like the perfect combination of the research and studies that she's done with where Software One is at and honestly the buy-in we have from Dieter as our CEO to launch something like this as as a true global initiative to give back so it's not just a north america thing as as she was describing to us it's in multiple countries with with many more to come and just hearing kind of what the impact that they're hoping to make i think the thing that stood out to me is she said even if someone graduates from this program doesn't work at software one go somewhere else and 15 years later even if they look back on that and say thanks to software one for upskilling me for giving me the start that's a success and that's just awesome yeah, that was really, really cool. Because, um, you know, we kind of mentioned it. Like, we've been hearing a lot about it. But um, to kind of hear more about the specifics in it, it sounds like it's launching differently throughout, um, you know, the the different regions throughout the globe. Um, so it was cool to kind of hear her break down the various avenues that will um, be seeing come out of the academy. So aside from that, we also got to hear a lot of fun fun facts and, and interesting tidbits about her as well. Yeah. And, you know, I we changed up the questions a little bit. I We both enjoy coffee and food. So we had to ask a little bit about that. And she was going on about curry, which was making us hungry and just some comfort international yeah, foods. Comfort, home food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we were recording in the morning and I was like ready to have a full meal. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, everything sounded so good. Well, um, I noticed another trend with a lot of these podcasts is like uh, we're doing it with a lot of global travelers. Like we had Neo yes. um, going back to Chelsea, you know, a lot of people who have been to all these different countries and had all these experiences. And every time 
I try to ask them like, where's the best place? They're just like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You can't just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we start off with rapid fire again. Um, I think that might be a new trend in the pod. Um, so we'll kick it off and we'll get to hear all those fun facts we just talked about. And then stay tuned for all of the amazing things that are coming with the Academy. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not excited about what SoftOne's doing with the Academy after listening to this, then I don't know what will make you excited. <laughs> well, with that introduction, should we pass it off to the show? <laughs> yep. All right. Um, cool. Well, um, Serena, we always like to have um, our guests say their name and title so that we can splice it out and throw it at the beginning of the episode as a part of the credits. Can you just start by stating your name and title, and then we'll start asking lots of fun questions. Okay. So uh, I'm Serena gonzalez Fash, and I'm the global head of the Software One Academy. Awesome. Um, so I think what we'll do is um, we'll start with some rapid fire questions to, you know, get everyone in the right vibe and like learn more about you. So Levi, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'd love to kick us off. Um, so one of our favorite questions to start with is if you could pick a theme song, Serena, what would be your theme song? Oh, wow. I think it's going to probably be one moment in time by Whitney Houston and that's probably because I know how to sing that one (laughs) (laughs) and it's probably also because this is some sort of like a a lifelong learning element in it and a a willingness to or a strive to be better every day aspect of it that I really like oh I love that great answer so do you sing as well does I am a very bad amateur soprano so yeah I do sing I sing at um the the local German church and I did learn music uh but you know nobody's ever going to pay me to do it so (laughs) (laughs) I I sing for fun and because I like it rather than because I'm any any good at it (laughs) love it um what was your first job um so in, in university, I, I, I interned at an ad agency. Oh. I sort of, I thought I could be a copywriter. It, 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 it turns out that I'm only good at bad poetry and limericks. So you know, you, you, it's this phase you go through where you realize, oh my God, I can make things rhyme. And then think, hmm, there must be a, I can be an author or a copywriter or I can write script. And it takes about a couple of months before you realize, hmm, besides the odd limerick and making <laughs> things rhyme, I can't, I'm not that good after all. So that was my first job. I interned at an ad agency uh, ah. for, uh, during during the summer. Yeah. Very well, cool. Well, fun fact about Abby, she is a haiku master. So uh, I'm a haiku amateur. I, I love to write a haiku. I just like the challenge of uh, five, seven, five. And so I, yeah, I have uh, a bit of reputation in the office for making work haikus. <laughs> oh, but that's... I think it's the same situation. So, you know, where I'm like, oh, maybe I could be a poet. And it's like, mm, no, you probably can't. You should go sell some software. <laughs> I couldn't even fit my whole my my whole name in a five seven five sequence. It's just so long. There's no way. I mean, that, uh, yeah, limerick. I stop at limerick. <laughs> so oh, that's great. Another thing, 
actually, Abby and I are both huge coffee fans, and I just wanted to know: Are you a coffee person, tea, or what's what? What's your drink of choice in the morning? Oh, coffee. So I, um, my my grandparents, my mum's side, um, came from the south of India and the coffee plantations. So I don't think my grandmum actually ever tasted tea in her entire life till wow. she passed. It was a thing, you know, and um, you had robusta beans and, and the smell of coffee brewing in a large pot in the morning is what I remember of my grandmom's home uh, throughout my life. The, the, you know, you entered every morning and there was a huge pot on the fire with, with coffee brewing. Uh, so, yes, coffee. I don't think caffeine has any effect on me anymore, I think. I just I just <laughs> love the taste. <laughs> and how do you prefer to make your coffee? Um, anything but instant and it has to be white. So I, I, I don't do flavors very much. I don't understand, uh, half calfs and vanilla shots. And so, you know, (laughs) good old coffee with a splash of milk. There we go. Nice. (laughs) It's easy. Love it. I'm also, uh, black coffee and that's the occasional, uh, oat milk cortado. So a little little milk and espresso because that's just a match made in heaven. But um, what's your favorite food? Oh, this, you know, this has changed. It, it sounds crazy, but we, we love to travel. We, we travel a lot. We've done so many, so many countries. And, and I would and London is, is fantastic because you could, you know, imagine a cuisine and you get it here. But it's been almost two years since I've been home back to India. And when I have to think about what I crave, it's it's just mum's food. And uh, being, you know, from, from coastal India, these coconut curries with fish and um, or, or pork and, and just, I, I think the comfort food is definitely my favorite food. You know, you, you can eat at all the Michelin stars of the world and you can travel extensively. But when you haven't been home for a long time, um, that's the food you crave and you realize that that's my favorite food, a good fish curry with coconut and some rice and, mm. you know, a mm. side dish of some spicy pork. Yeah. I, I now, now I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry too. <laughs> it's, only, it's only 9am where I am. And I'm like, Oh, I really want some curry right now. <laughs> but, but it is, it is, you know, it, it, isn't it something if you start jotting out all the, the, uh, all, all the foods you like, you always wind up coming back to what reminds you of home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, always. Um, my, my husband is, is uh, Bavarian. And so, you know, we haven't been again to Germany in the pandemic in, in over a year and a half. And, you know, I, I think of all those foods as well, that, and all the the wonderful sausages and and labor case and stuff and and I and I and I miss all of that and so I think food's all about memories and what it mm-hmm. evokes and and uh, if it evokes that feeling of home and that feeling of comfort then that becomes your favorite food I think yeah so you mentioned travel in a couple of different countries and I love to travel as well so I know it's impossible to say a favorite travel destination because there's so many good places but if you could pick a, a top or a very fun place that you visited, uh, what would you pick? Um, 
So we're culture vultures. So we don't, we're not very much where, you know, you go to a place and you spend 10 days on a beach. That's, that's not quite us. So for me, it's places which fascinate me where the people, uh, the, the, the architecture or the history fascinates me. I, I um, loved Peru, loved Japan, loved Egypt. Um, and, and there's so many, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, wind up saying, Oh, I should have thought of that. And I <laughs> it's this sort of this, this theme going through and, and every place has had its own fascination. You learn, I've learned things that I've learned about people and I've met some of the most incredible people in, in the world from, from, uh, North America, South America, Africa, all across Asia, you can't, um, and, and, and of course Europe where we, we live, um, I, I, it's hard to, to pick up favorite every single, those are the, the first which came to mind. Um, but there've been, you know, around 50 odd countries and, um, each and every one of them has been, has, has taught me something and shown me something I never knew before. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, so this is my favorite question. I love to ask people, what were you like as a teen? What was teenage Serena up to in like? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm so glad that I'm old enough that social media didn't exist <laughs> as now that you didn't have, you know, cameras that followed you everywhere and there's no historic evidence of this plastered over the internet I think I was just really awkward yeah I, I was a bit of a nerd and I tried too hard and therefore quite embarrassing actually um yeah I'm really glad a lot of people uh, that I know don't have evidence of this stuff like, no one needs to. to know about that no, <laughs> no, and then the worst was you know you, so you're awkward you're a nerd you're trying you try too hard you don't quite fit in and then you discover guns and roses and then you, you think you're cool and I, I absolutely love them had every album of them posted plastered on the walls and you think that oh, oh my god I have arrived because I'm I love the coolest band on the planet. <laughs> and then you write, uh-uh, you're still an awkward nerd <laughs> who is now wannabe cool, but uh-huh. still an awkward nerd. But you knew yeah. about the band that was cool, so. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Exactly. Like, I may be you awkward, know, but have you guys ever like heard cool. of a band called Guns and Roses? <laughs> oh, my God. I did so love them, though, the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. Oh gosh. So I, well, I and there we go. That bit is going to go on social media now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The only evidence that will ever exist. It's fine. But, yeah, there's no pictures, so it's okay. There's no pictures. Just Thank our imaginations. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so I think let's um transition a little bit to software one and to some of the things you're doing here. So you already mentioned that um you're based in the London area, but my first question is, how did you find Software One? How did you um, start working here? So um, I, I've been in learning and development for, for 20 years. It, it's my um, profession, but it's also my education and it's also my passion. So I'm, uh, I'm ABD, so that's all but dissertation or my final year doctorate. 
uh, on the future of the of talent development and how we grow people in firms, especially in organizations that are changing rapidly and accelerating in technology and in hyper growth phases. And when you take all those words, it's I've pretty much described software one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We move so fast and we change so rapidly and we are so agile and so adaptive that um, it fascinated me to look at what we would be doing to develop our people. So I'm really, really glad when I started speaking with the with the talent acquisition team in the firm and they talked initially about this project, which was then just a vision that the that uh, Dieter had, our CEO had, and um, when how do we change how we recruit and develop um, grassroots level talent while giving back to society and the communities where Software One has a, a presence? You know, finding people across the world from non-traditional routes of education, finding people who wouldn't necessarily have the opportunities or get a foothold as easily into global organizations like ours and giving them those. And, and I absolutely love that. The idea that what I was uh, could do or what I can build could revolutionize how we recruit and develop people and give back to society and give back to our world in some way. I think it's a combination of all of that, which makes um, both Software One and my role so exciting. I mean, it takes incredible vision to to want to invest in something like this, right? It's 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 untested and it's untried. Um, so I, I'm very very pleased to be here, and I'm very glad for the opportunity to 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 do something like this um, in our firm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, you mentioned that your like field of expertise is the future of you know learning and development and, and recruiting and, and people at organizations. Um, and it's the future of that, that you're, you're most focused on. So do you, this current role where you're building, um, you know, the academy, is that in line with kind of your studies and like what you had been thinking the future would look like or how do, how do those two compare? And that was kind of poorly asked. So <laughs> there, there is, no, 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 it makes sense. Um, so there's a lot of areas of overlap and like everything, it's a learning journey in itself, right? It, it's, I'm, I'm learning as I go along and I'd be a terrible learning professional if I wasn't learning. <laughs> so um, we, we are learning on how, um, when you're in, how, how early on, nowadays you are responsible for your career and that was so much less so if you even go back 15 20 years uh, we realizing that you know you could just take a look at any of whether it's a, a Gartner survey or the World Economic Forum and the gaps that there are in the industry and the gaps that there are in the talent marketplace and the number of people to fulfill these gaps it, it's there's a vast almost chasm. So there must be something that we can do to tackle both the inequity in in the world as well as um, provide that sort of stepping stone into employment while providing the world with skills that are in demand uh, but in short supply. So, yes, it does touch upon a lot of what I was doing, um, it does fill in a lot of the themes that were emerging for my research, but it's such a special project in itself that uh, it goes 
quite often beyond what I was uh, researching. It opens an avenue uh, both for the firm, for, for society and, and for my own knowledge um, beyond what I imagined possible. Um, so it, it, it's, um, yes, there's overlap. And yes, we're building this plane as we're flying it, but we're starting with such, I think, the right intentions and the the intention to give back and do right by people. Uh, but I have no doubt, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be very, very successful. So this yeah. is a fun uh, podcast for us because we get to learn about the Academy. And I think just taking a step back, because um, maybe even our internal software enlisters or external don't really know what the Academy is yet. So just tell us a little bit about when it actually started and maybe just some of the goals for it or some facts about it um, getting off the ground here. Sure. So the the Academy um, started pretty much when I joined, which is about eight, nine months ago. But uh, in true Software One form, we are already live in, in three countries. Um, and have over 100 students in it. Uh, we, we are soon to go live in Costa Rica, Colombia, Philippines, and India, which adds to Germany, Spain, and North America, which are the three ones we uh, we had already. Um, this, this academy covers school outreach programs through the wonderful tech teams program that was started in, in our Leipzig office and taking that across the world, which reaches out to uh, kids who are towards the end of their school education and giving them insights into um, a a career in technology. So running hackathons and and, uh, code academies and and case studies within schools. Uh, Then in Europe, it has the next phase, which is through the apprentice programs, which uh, I don't believe is is, is the exact model exists in in the U.S., but... um, it's a sort of a work-learn model, which you do after your GED equivalent, so your baccalaureate or your abitur in, in, in Germany. And, and you have this three years or between 1.5 and three years of your working and learning. So we have curriculums that supplement what you're doing and give you the chance of earning while you're working as well. Uh, we've got career changes. So there's people whose uh, professions have been completely completely decimated by the pandemic and are reskilling. Uh, and so there's courses in that to in, in, in the academy to help them down their path. So we've got courses in application services and in um, cybersecurity and in project management and in consulting uh, in order to bring them into a, a different option, a different world of, of work. Uh, and then we've got um, our graduate intake scheme. Now, um, Software One always recruited young talent across the world, but it's now going through a global umbrella and saying, uh, we want to reach out to the community college graduates. We want to reach out to those who finished boot camps and who have come through education charities. We want to reach out to those who have self-studied and are looking to advance their skills and offer them an incubator program, which runs from between uh, three months months to half a year um, and is a combination of soft skills, business skills, and deep dive technical skills 
um, we've created uh, shadowing opportunities on projects. So um, we, we've um, created this, this um, band of uh, what I call tech mentors across the world uh, so that people are nurtured and developed. And I have to say, Software One, our experienced employees are absolutely fantastic. The idea of nurturing the next generation of talent, of bringing people in and developing them as a collective to be that next, um, you know, to, to, to go move forward as one firm. We didn't have any problem at all selling this idea. It's absolutely amazing how everyone has banded together. So that's a, a brief glimpse of all the projects we have in the in the six or eight countries. Um, but we've also uh, tied up with a company called, uh, a charity called One Tree Planted, which is a US-based company. And so for every person who comes into the firm, either via the academy or through our wonderful talent acquisition team, uh, we have, uh, we plant a tree or we give to, uh, we, we give a tree to uh, reforestation and biodiversity projects across the world. So between Jan and April, we went, we did over 600 trees across uh, all the five continents. Wow. Um, and we'll probably do, um, I think by the end of this year, we'll be in the thousands, the absolute thousands, given the rate where we're expanding and the academy is expanding and the firm is expanding. Um, so that's, that's a brief look. I feel like I've talked a lot, but <laughs> not my favorite, my favorite professional subject, the academy. I can be here for hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we love it. We love so, it. Um, so the... So my understanding is really it's um, the academy kind of serves as almost like an entry point into um, into software one and the the people who are a part of the academy is this um, uh, so you said it's like a, a short term program or is it uh, are some people full time jobs is it more of like a internship type thing can you kind of dive into what that might look like for someone who um, might be listening that's interested in like what 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 exactly if I join the academy, is it? Sure, it, it's all of the above and sometimes none of the above. So uh, we have our uh, academy leads across the world. And so if schools would like us to come by and do this program where we talk to uh, final year kids or run a little uh, coding session or a case study or a hackathon, we can do that. And so that doesn't necessarily have any direct uh, you know, employment um return uh, for us, but it's something we are just doing to give back to communities. In other cases, it is um, a route into employment. It's that bridge. We keep using the word bridge on any of our sites. It's this bridge between education and employment, between communities and education and employment. So we do have internships, which last for about six weeks, usually for uh, people who've just come out of coding boot camps and need a bit of experience working in a new field in, in, in tech. Um, but we also have very, very defined um, programs which you know lead to then the employment contract if you're successful. Uh, we've got tie-ins with some of you know the, the biggest uh, uh, technology companies in the world. So certifications are included, access to an incredible amount of education is included. Um, we're, we're, we're very grateful. We've 
through our partnership with Microsoft, for example, we're tied into education charities in Germany, in Spain, in NORAM. Um, and so we have direct access to, to kids coming out of boot camps and we can offer them first that internship and then that employment as part of the incubator program. So it's everything. It's all of that um, and, and, and more. It's, um, the, it's community first in its focus. Mm -hmm. Um, it's recognizing that we are in over 90 countries uh, and with a global presence, we want to give back as part of the gratitude we have for where we have a presence uh, to, the, to the people and, and the young people who need it most. I know that um, there's some ambitious growth numbers, and I'm not sure if some of those are just internal or if you're able to, to share them with us, but... Can, can you at least speak a little bit to the size maybe of what it is now or what you hope it to grow to be? Um, so if you, if you, if you listen to Dita, who's, who's absolutely a visionary about this, he'd like us to be about 5,000 people uh, in this by the end of uh, 2022, beginning 2023. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to work towards it. Uh, but I think the reason why, uh, you know, it would be, it's very easy. You've got, and, and that's what our research was showing. You, you, you can put up a corporate university and you can churn out by the thousands to it and give everyone in it these mass um, ed, ed, jobs or, or not. You know, you can, everybody ends with an internship and leave. Uh, and then everyone's got great education, but what then? Or you've got um, where you're en masse trained um, in, in all a singular set of skills or a singular and, and put then en masse to, to sort of work. And um, there isn't then a necessarily a growth or a career tra trajectory for them. I think the world is changing now. I keep saying stuff like, you know, you can learn to build a rocket ship on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you any more employable, but education in itself, learning how to do things, how to make or break something is becoming more open, more accessible to people. So why is there still that gap? And I think the gap is because the context is missing and the context takes longer to give. The application of technology to solve that business problem, the ability for you to develop critical thinking and problem solving skills, the ability for you to then um, interact with a customer on their issue and then bring your knowledge of technology in order to address that. All of that takes a bit longer. That skill development takes takes time. And that's where we want to go with this. So we know that there is uh, it, it's, it's different from possibly what's out there. It, we know that it, it's more immersive. We know it's investing in the whole well-roundedness of a person as a whole, which probably means that, you know, we, we're not going to start with a huge building and, and shipping 10,000 kids uh, in order to do that. Um, it's going to be more mindful. It's going to be more thoughtful. It's going to look at our customers, our technologies, our growth plans, and look at where people can not only get the education from us, but get that real life experience for their own career development. Um, and that's going to mean that we're in, we're in build and fly and expand and continue to build mode constantly. <laughs> um, so yes, every, every now and again, I do have this, I see this 5,000 number and I wake up in a cold sweat, <laughs> but no, we can do this because we're doing right. and We're starting right. And you know, if you, if, if you, what's the saying, you aim for the, the stars, you might land on a 
satellite, but you won't crash to the ground. You know, why not hit the furthest <laughs> one? But uh, you've at least soared. So that's 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 the plan right now. <laughs> So one other question I have, and maybe this will kind of help some of our listeners and everyone um, put this into focus, but what are some of the skills that um, people going through the academy would have? And and what I mean by that, is there different tracks? Like I heard you mentioned cybersecurity. So is there going to be like an application development or coding track or like a cybersecurity track or like, how does that work? Uh, yeah, so there are all those those tracks. They're all in different stages of entry point. So there is an initial assessment for for aptitude um, because because we want to start with you know you not ne- coming to us with a baseline of skills and us giving that to you. So we want to start with your your aptitude, your desire to learn, your passion, and your your fit for uh, f- for tech. Um, and then we've built uh, across technologies and we continue continue to build. I think our next one is managed services. And then we've got SAP as well uh, being in the pipeline at the moment. Um, the tracks take you to um, becoming an associate or becoming a consultant in the firm. Uh, and the time you spend on each of the tracks depends on your entry point. Um, and it depends on certain milestones that we set along the way, usually in in, uh, in terms of certifications or in terms of uh, assessments. Um, does that answer your question? Levi? Yeah, I think I'm off on a total tangent. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. Um, and and maybe also just to clear up on that point too. Let's say we're hiring five thousand people. Um, we know that all five thousand are not going to work for software one, right? I think you kind of hinted at that. Like some people, it's a great education. They might take it and they might take a job elsewhere and, and that's okay, ultimately. Yeah. Okay. I, I think for me, it's um, we start with what the needs are. So both from the industry and the marketplace, but especially from the firm. So you start there because if you um, abstract skills might sound great, uh, but you're reaching out to people who need to earn at the end of this. So the way I see it is that you're, you've done a proper market assessment of what the desired skills are, both from a firm's perspective, as well as in, in a broader sense of the, the gaps in the industry. And cyber is a very, very good example, right? There's always... Um, what was the recent study which said the, the gap between the number of people needed in cybersecurity and the number of that that means the number of jobs available and the number of skilled professionals was almost a million a day or a million a month. Hmm. Um, so you're looking at all of these and you know, yes, you might upskill five thousand people and not all five thousand will will join you. But I'm hoping that in in fifteen years time, when that kid becomes a CIO or a CISO, he remembers that. Uh, software one gave him that first start in life i I want to be measured um not on the number of heads that enter the firm but on the number of people's lives we have touched and the number of people we've given opportunities to and made um their next step a little easier for them Uh, i i think that's what we want to be stood and counted as um rather than you know that number of people we, we, we then ultimately brought in. Uh, and there will be a gap between that. There will be a, it, it will be disproportionate. And that's okay, as long as the experience that they, they got and the skills they got and the value they got out of the academy 
serves them well in the long run. Well, that part right there, I mean, that really makes me proud to be working for Software One because how many companies, you know, have that vision and, and have that goal stated where they want to make an impact? I, I think that goes back to what you originally said, like part of this whole development coming from Dieter, our CEO, was about giving back and about making an impact. You know, not obviously as a company, you have to stay profitable, but this program specifically is really about giving back and, and helping other people. Yes, and which is why it's so, you know, you can't chunk us in. Yes, we are a corporate university. Yes, we are a, a student academy with, with outreach. Yes, we are also the education philanthropy section of the company. Uh, and yes, we're also a, a sort of an acquisition and a recruitment wing for our young talent. Uh, but it, it cannot be pigeonholed into one of any one of these boxes mm -hmm. alone. And that's what makes it um, so, so visionary in itself, this recognition that when society does well, we as a firm do well. And when society does well, and, and even, in, you know, even the environmental bit, um, so it's not just education, it's also environment, it's also bits which don't necessarily immediately translate because these kids are still in school. Uh, it, 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 that's what makes it so big and all-encompassing, and that's what makes, makes the whole activity just so uh, visionary and forward-thinking, I think. Well, I'm going to be meeting a few of our academy members uh, next week, actually. <laughs> They're going to be in uh, the city for the, the TS mid-year uh, event. I know. So I'm, I'm really I'm very I'm, excited. I'm really, really, really disappointed, Rick, that I can't be there because, um, you know, the, the, your head of TS, Jared, so so kindly included me. And yeah. I just I'm I'm waiting to get on a plane again. I I, <laughs> I miss my food on a tray. <laughs> I'm just going to another place and I miss actually uh, shaking hands and seeing the impact firsthand of what we're doing. So, Abby, you have to tell me what they're all like. I'm going to get you to take a big group picture that we can, we can, um, I can share because the, the academy is, uh, I, I might be the one speaking, but there, there's so many people in the background doing so much work, giving up of their own time. The tech mentors are a great example of, of this, uh, that I, I really want to show them this is where we are. And the, all these people are here because you all had a part to play in it. Um, so yes, please. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. I know I was speaking with um, <laughs> I was speaking with some of our colleagues who were in Atlanta and um some academy team members were there and so yeah I'm very excited next week to get to sit down and and chat with a few of the the first round here in the United States um of folks who have been doing uh a, something in the program I'll have to find out from them what specifically uh they're working on but yeah very excited to to get to meet and chat with them so the Nor the Noram folks fo followed two tracks. So there was the interns who came in via boot camps um, and our education uh, charity partnerships, and they did uh, six weeks of immersive learning. And then uh, we had the graduate intake scheme. So those came in as academy associates, and then all of them met together after that on, on a full 12-week program um, that, that they're reaching. I think they're a, little, they're a little beyond the halfway point of this. So they're already feeling very much immersed in Software One and part of the, the business. So I'm very, very excited to hear um, 
what they what they think and how they feel and hey they're all still around so that's good yeah (laughs) something right and it's cool because um i know that i don't think any of them are located here in the city so uh they get to to travel a little bit with and meet some um other colleagues from across the country so I'll I'll put on my my podcast host cap and I'll at, at dinner uh, start chatting with them and asking them lots of questions. <laughs> and, and we've been hearing so many of this, right? And it's it's absolutely fascinating. There's some of them who've never been on a plane, and you know it's the same thing when we have we're in all the countries and in South America and the 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 stories we hear coming out of what we're trying to do in India and what we're trying to do in Brazil and what we're trying to do in Costa Rica and Colombia. And each of these kids have their own story and their own journey. And um, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, And I'd love to hear what, what you get, what you hear from their experiences. I'm very, very excited to hear that. Yeah. So I have a, um, it's not something we always do, but I have a little bit of a different question. Is there any specific maybe calls to action we can give to anyone listening? Like, should they be going out and following Software One Academy on social media or can they like educate themselves on this? Like, would you give any recommendations on that? Um, absolutely. So we are on, we, we have websites in um, English, in, in German, in Spanish, both Castilian as well as South American Spanish. We have um, uh, the links there direct on, on these sites take you directly to our careers page so you can register an interest and also in the field that from the drop down list that most interests you. Uh, we have, um, we're on LinkedIn and I think we have a uh, uh, we're part of the wider Software One um, Twitter and Instagram handle. We're getting our, our own in, in due course. Um, and I think we're also going to be on TikTok, which Ooh, is nice. Yeah, well, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not. But my target audience is, so I might need a crash course in using TikTok without by mistake putting scary 30 second videos out. But then there we go. <laughs> get immortalized in social media uh, and if people just like google software one academy is that pretty much the best way to get to That's everything absolutely we're we're everywhere the this and and the hashtags associated with us as well it's the it's the best way uh, i think one of the um very very uh, big parts for coming into the academy, and we're seeing that especially in our LATAM offices, are, are referrals. So you and and that was in NORAM as well. So uh, yes, please spread the word, register your interest. We we you know we're, we're going in the tens and hundreds as opposed to the thousands because we're being mindful about the education we give and ensuring that there is um, an open role at the back of it because um, that's most beneficial to the people we bring in. So do register your interest. We absolutely um, want you to ask questions. We want you to reach out. And uh, we want also, if you ha- have a, a boot camp or a charity and you'd like to join forces with us, um, please, we we are looking for new talent in through various, various routes across the world. Please, please get in touch. And I just want to emphasize something you said before. There's no technical pre-requirements for being involved with the academy, correct? None whatsoever. So there is an aptitude element to it. And uh, so we do have some baseline testing for that. Um, If you 
come with some level of uh, coding or tech experience, you might skip the internship and go straight into the uh, incubator program. So it, there, for the most part, there is a place for everybody at, at all varying levels and, and abilities. Sure. So um, no one and, should... And just to, sorry. Leave. No, no one should be listening to this and feel like they can't apply. You, you said there's a place for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. And, and also, I want to emphasize that this is at no cost whatsoever to uh, individuals or charities or institutes. Um, this is Software One's investment in our communities. This is our give back um, in the form of education and employment. So it, that shouldn't be anything that people are hesitant about as well. This is at no cost to the communities where we're working for. That's great. That's amazing. I have definitely learned a lot. Um, I, I'm sure you too have as well, Abby. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before we wrap things up here? I don't have anything. Serena, any any last uh, things you want to call out or mention? Um, I'd always like to give a huge shout out to the, the team that's working so hard behind this, our curriculum lead, our operations director, the leads we have in um, in Dach and Spain and uh, Colombia and um, in North America, across LATAM, the team we're building in India. So uh, there's all... It, it, it wouldn't be, this is the, the power of the collective. It wouldn't exist uh, if it wasn't for everyone working hard to get this done. And so quickly, right? It's been, I think about it, I joined on the 1st of December and, and look at the incredible pace that we're moving at. And I think you you have to give, uh, in addition to Dita's, really, really special shout out to the business leaders, the, our functional heads, our country heads, our regional heads, who see the potential and the power of this way of um, recruiting and developing talent and expanding the firm and giving people opportunities. None, none of this would exist if it were not one or the other. Um, I think... You also have to mention, this sounds like an Oscar speech and it's not meant to you. <laughs> but you, every time you name, you're thinking, oh my God, I hope I haven't forgotten. Like but I, I don't think anyone. <laughs> I, do, I do want to say that the, our, our existing software one infrastructure to, to announce to people, in to our wonderful PNC team that, that John Mays leads, to, their, the, to HR and payroll and everybody, oh, you know what? Brace yourselves, because in about a year and a half, 5,000 people are going to hit you. We're an 8,000-person company right now, and we, the, the IT guys and the admin staff, and it's just, this is a huge, huge, huge vision, and it's a huge initiative. And I have been absolutely blown away by how many people in Software One just got behind this instantly um, and, and are working towards both directly and indirectly to make it successful, uh, even our, our our technical partnerships. Um, so, yes, I, I might be reaching the end of the, the acceptance speech now. <laughs> <So> start <laughs> playing the music. Yeah. <laughs> the mic gets lowered because she's been talking for too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really great. And it, it, is a, it is something where I think um, we've talked about this and it's – this is very common at Software One where there's so many people who are involved to make something happen. 
Um, so I'm glad that you're able to list out like, hey, these are all of the people across the globe that are are working towards making this possible and successful. So um, that was that was great that you uh, went through and, and listed out all those people. Yeah, and I think we have to say thank you for giving us time, Serena, because yeah. obviously you're you're busy. I mean, you're running this huge program. So thanks for joining us. And I mean, honestly, it really helped us get up to speed on this and also, you know, potentially the impact of of reaching some people with this podcast. So thanks for, for joining oh, us. No, and, and thank you both for the opportunity for me to share my, my story uh, and for just making this so simple. I, I was a bit of a... Um, I, I'm not terribly experienced in podcast and you know, just made it all so comfortable and, and easy and, you know, feel free to edit out anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus we learned so many fun things about you. I mean, the Hermione shirt and everything else. Yeah. It's great. Oh, did we, were we recording when we spoke about the Hermione shirt? <laughs> I actually shirt? don't remember. If we weren't no. recording for our listeners. <laughs> I think that was before. Wearing a very cool Hermione shirt right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you. Yes, thank you. I'm going to stop the recording. That's been another episode of The Swell Files. Music, editing, and mixing by Brandon Avenger. And we love to hear from you. So send us your feedback and future guest recommendations. We're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, so be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode.